Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium. Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo. And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff. Welcome to The Soul Spot. Hello, friends. Hello, everyone. How's it going, Jen? It's good. How are you? I'm all right. You know, um, I've been thinking a lot this week. Things are still really weird. Yeah, they are. And this is going to kind of like bleed into our topic, but I just want to remind everybody that go easy on yourself because life is not normal yet. No, it's far from normal. I think everyone I know is surviving. Yeah. Everyone is just kind of rolling with the punches and we're pretending things are normal, but they're really not. And I think even people who aren't severely affected by this are still affected by it in one way or another. You know, I I feel like, you know, my husband and I, we're lucky we have jobs and we haven't been super negatively impacted by it, but we still feel it all. And like our normal day to day is different and We have the kids at home and there's so many different factors going on. So, and not to mention like the collective consciousness that we talked about, you know, at the beginning of all this, that we're all feeling it. So I think we need to give ourselves like a lot of grace. Yeah. I had a moment, I told you earlier, I had a moment like that a few days ago where I woke up and I was like so off and I'm, I know it was just like absorbing everything in the world and you know, it's my own stuff too, but it's. Like, there's so much going on, and as humans, we are energetic beings. We absorb all of it. Yeah. So. And I think there's so many um, different narratives happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, in the political world, in the COVID world, it's just hard to make sense of so much that I'm like, I, I have to disconnect from all of that to give myself a little peace. Yeah. Agree 100%. Um, do you have a reading of the week for us? I do. Should we talk about what this one's going to be about? Like the episode? Yes. So, um, this episode is going to be, I'm really excited for it. This episode is about self love. Um, so we, I mean, talking about the craziness that's happening in the world right now. Um, and then also just so many, I mean, I think I told you this, but I'm like busier than ever actually. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with all the stuff that's going on in the world. I think people are just feeling so funky Mm -hmm. that they need like a little support and like making sense of how they feel and what's going on. And I think it's also a time too, where people are really desperate to connect with themselves and God and everything spiritually. Like totally it's all a part of this conversation. We'll get more into it later, but a a part of the recipe of self-love is spirituality. Yeah. No matter how that looks yeah. for you, it's all a part of the recipe for self-care. So we're going to talk all about that. Um, let's go ahead and get into some reading of the week. Okay, so this reading, like I said, I've been busier than ever. So we've had I've had several different readings this week, but um, this reading has was from um, like one of my new favorite clients. I was going to say customer. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, so client friend. <laughs> yeah. Client friend. And she came to me, she's like a repeat client and she came to me and it was really just a discussion of kind of overall ickiness, like overall, just like not feeling great. And it's not one specific issue. It's not, 
um, anything that's super traumatic that's happening. It's just this overall stuckness. And in a way that's harder to do the reading with because do we hear Bubba? Yeah. My kids, I'm not even going to edit this out. You guys, no. this is, this is real life. It's happening. My kids are one of them screaming in the background. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's fine. So if you hear that, it is not your child. It is my child. <laughs> it's like hearing, it's like hearing sirens on a song well, and like, you're like, Oh my God, am I being pulled over? Totally. <laughs> Mom's it's probably not your kid or it could be your kid. Just ignore them. Keep your earbuds in. It's all fine. It's probably not his kid. So we're all right. Um, so going back to that, it is harder in a way when it's just like stuckness because, or like ickiness or like gunk that's like kind of on this person because we can't just like drill down. It's like one issue and then we solve and that's like great. You know, um, this is just overall kind of like, ugh. and this one, it, there was like layers of depression. There was layers of like just a lot of kind of not the self-worth that I was hoping to get out of this person. So we did a lot, a lot of work on like getting to what she was actually feeling and how this was manifesting. And overall, I mean, like we said, a lot of the, our listeners are moms and she's a mom and she just hasn't given herself a break. It's like that ickiness and that stuckness and that like kind of depression slash anger is all because like she hasn't spent any time with herself. And so we actually left the reading feeling, I left the reading feeling like so much better that it wasn't anything bigger or darker or it, it just was literally like, this is the recipe. Um, I feel like this is such a common narrative. It's such a common I mean, narrative. I can think of so many times in my own life and friends' lives that it's like, it's such a common narrative, especially with moms, you know, it's, we always put ourselves last yeah. And there's this kind of resentment that happens when we don't care for ourselves. And it's just because we're human and we have a breaking point. It absolutely. And it's like it's not healthy to consistently put other people's needs in front of your own. And despite how we were brought up or whatever religious beliefs we have or whatever we were taught, but like it's not healthy. Like we need to put our own needs first and then be able to have stuff to give, like fill our well or whatever, you know, metaphor you want to use for that. We have to be able to have something left to give people. And then, so anyways, it ended like on a really beautiful note because it was basically like, once we drilled down to what it was, I said to her, I want you to date yourself and like, take yourself out on a date and like, order what you want to order and go to where you want to go and have like just a minute to yourself of like peace and calm and connection and joy and happiness. And like, you know what the first reaction was that I felt from her? What? Guilt. Ugh, it's terrible. Immediate guilt of like, I couldn't do that because I would feel so guilty. Like, my kids would be missing out. I would be putting my husband out. I don't deserve this. Like that's not my role. And it's like, we need to, we really need to change the narrative to these moms, especially like if you are pregnant about to have a child, whatever, it's like, listen to our words, please take care of yourself first because you will be unhappy Mm -hmm. and you will be robbed of the joy of parenting or motherhood. If you can't make yourself happy first. I mean, Absolutely. I feel like we should just get right into our topic. Yeah, definitely. Because this is just going there. Um, Self-love. I mean, 
listen, I am guilty of this, but I'm also, I feel like, you know this about me. I feel like I do a good job of looking at Jerome and saying, I need to, I need some fresh air. You do a really good job at it. And I will just leave for an hour or an hour and a half or two hours. And if that self-care means going to Target or sometimes that self-care is I pull my car up at the beach and I sit there with a journal and I write about what I need to do this week or whatever is going on with me. It's like I have that time with myself. I think that it's really important to set the expectations in your relationship that Especially if you're, I mean, I know a lot of, we have a lot of, you can relate to this. We have a lot of modern households where like the male and female responsibilities, especially childcare divided equally. Right. And then there's a lot of stay at home moms, but whatever that looks like, you need to have the dialogue with your partner and be able to give that to each other. Absolutely. And like one tip that I have for people is this, is that there's different vibrations that it can come at. So I want to tell all the mamas out there is that listen to the difference of this low vibration versus high vibration of I've had the craziest day. Like, so your husband walks in, it's like, I've had the craziest day. I need a break. We take, take the kids. Like it's your turn. Can you take the kids? Like, I just need a break. Okay. That is like low energy, right? We all do it. It's like not, but, but it's low energy. Mm -hmm. That's going to be received as like, okay, okay. All right. Like it's going to be met with the same desperation. It's going to be desperation. It's going to be not, um, it's going to be almost like they're doing you a favor Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then the high vibration scenario would be like, I'm so excited to like, just go watch the sunset tonight. Like, I'm so excited to spend some time with myself and clear my mind. Like you've got the kids tonight. I can't wait to like reconnect with myself. Right. That's going to be met with like a, okay, like I am now the vibration is higher. Right. So I'm going to meet that with like, everybody's more excited now. I'm excited to be with the kids because I'm excited to give you happiness and like self-connection if that's the end goal. Right. Yeah. And I think another thing to like take note of is it's a lot easier if you have this dialogue ahead of time before you're burnt out. Totally. But like, Bake hey, it in. Yeah. Hey, sometimes when you get home from work, I just need some fresh air. I need a change of scenery. I'm going to come back refreshed and a better mom, a yeah. better wife, a nicer human. Right? right. So it's like, I have this shorthand with Jerome where it's like, I will text him before he comes home from work and I'll, and I'll say, when you get here, I need to get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. And he knows what that means. Yeah. I don't need to like tell him every single thing that happened in my day that was terrible. Because he's not going to be able to fix any of it. No. And it doesn't make a difference. And he knows me getting fresh air means just me getting a sanity break. He knows that. Totally. And it's like, because we already have that like established like dialogue and understanding, it's really easy for me to just peace out when I need to. Yeah. And I, I take that moment, you know? I mean, and I think that you and I, like, even though we live very separate lives about the way that like our child care, you like I'm 50, 50 with Dave, you're like. 90, <laughs> 95. I'm a slave. <laughs> um, so, so I think everybody's kind of relationship takes different form, but the idea of the high energy versus low energy is really important to think about. And also I think that you and I do have this in common and we like made the joke of this before, but like we love our own company. <laughs> totally. I can eat at a <laughs> restaurant by myself. No, no problem. problem. Same. Like I like put me in a bar alone. Uh-huh. Like 
I've kind of, it's it's like a really good time. Like I'm going to try new drinks. I'm going to make new friends. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need anyone to be there for me to have a good time. Same, same. So I think you and I may be rare in that. I don't know. Um, but, but so I'm like totally fine in my own company. And there's also, I think you and I have this, which I know a lot of the people who I do readings for who have kind of lost themselves along the way, unfortunately don't have this. But if you give me two hours like of my time, I don't know what to do because I want to do so many things. Like everything makes me excited to do. Yeah. Like I want to do all the hobbies. I'm going to paint. I'm going to garden. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to do like all the things. There are some people who have done intuitive readings for, and like actually almost all of them, to be honest, don't know what they would do. Mm-hmm. because they've, they've lost their path so much from right. being a mom and being a wife and being what I like. And this isn't just for females. This is males too, where it's like, they've lost the joy of what makes them happy. I think a hundred percent. And I think it's like, whether you're a parent or not, it's like adult life, the realities of the world, work, stress, real life stressors. It is so easy to just lose yourself in just surviving we become like the shell of ourselves who we were in our youth when we had right. more like idealistic goals and passions and when we had dreams dreams and, yeah. yeah like when we had more of that idealistic view of the world we were able to daydream more and think big and just kind of like you know not feel guilty about that time with ourselves but I think now it's like especially now with the way this world is it's really easy just to dismiss all of that as unimportant. Right. But it's so important. It's so important. Like self-care is not a luxury. And it feels super cliche to talk about self-care or whatever. And it's like not going to get a manicure, even though that might be your thing. So that's fine. But it's like, it's what connects to your soul. Mm -hmm. That's self-care. It's like, it could be the weirdest thing. It could just be silence. Like I drove here today until I took the call right outside your house, like in silence because I just needed it. Like it's whatever feels right for you in that moment and carving out time for it. One thing that has come up a lot, actually, um, I don't know if I've said this before, so sorry if I've brought it up, but one thing that I always get during intuitive reads for people who need self-love is that there's kind of this inability to speak up for what they want to do as if what they want is less important than what the other family members want because their job is to please the other family members. And they've trained themselves so much that that's become their reality, that their opinion is less than everybody else's in the family. So one thing that always comes up to me when I'm getting these readings is them at a restaurant and looking around and saying like, well, what are you having? What are you going to get? Like, what does the family want? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what, what, I'm fine. Whatever, whatever kind of pizza you guys want to order is like Mm -hmm. fine with me. I'm good with whatever you guys are getting. What do you want? And it's like, this is just kind of like basic instincts of like, what do you want to eat? Right. And so many women that I do readings with don't know what they want to eat. Right. They like have forgotten to think about what they want to eat. Right. Like it's terrible, but it's a really, I feel like poignant a metaphor right. for their life sure. because it's like, well, if you can't even talk about what you want to eat, how are you going to make the decisions on bigger things? Mm-hmm. Cause you're not at all checking in with what you want anymore. 
I think another really important element of this self-love, self-care kind of dialogue is to give yourself grace. 100%. Um, let go of the idea of perfectionism, of balance, yeah. of all these things that are really unrealistic anyways, but especially these days, um, give yourself grace. You know, some days you're going to just get out of bed, you're going to drink your coffee, you're going to get through the day, you're going to work, you're going to take care of your kids, you're going to pay that one bill, you're going to, that's enough. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. beat yourself up for all of the things you're not doing. Right. Don't beat yourself up for, you know, not having the energy to, I don't know, whatever. It's like, there's so many people, I think, especially right now, who think it's, everything has to be business as usual. And if they're not totally. like performing at this certain level then they're not, you know, worthy of whatever. And it's just so destructive because I think at the end of the day, like all the things we always talk about, what is important? It's love. It is being present. Right. It is being in the moment. And those things aren't conducive to a person who's checking, checking, checking off the list all the time and worried that they're underperforming and they're not, you know, good enough or productive enough or thin enough or making enough money. It's like these, these kind of thoughts are so destructive and it's obviously, it's great to better yourself. It's great to eat healthy. It's great to exercise. These are all forms of self care, but like, let's make sure we're in the right paradigm of that. Right. Totally. That we're doing it for this self. We're doing it because we love ourselves. Right. Not because we're criticizing ourselves and we're judging mad at ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. yeah and we're restricting ourselves yeah like I think that is the kind of dialogue that needs to be like that's toxic yes so that's toxic. really toxic and like um I love that you when you said grace because another part of this is to give ourselves grace for how we're feeling and I think you know oftentimes in these intuitive reads people will feel so guilty about how they feel and it's like, you're not even allowing yourself to feel how you're feeling. Like they'll feel guilty about it. They'll say like, I should be grateful or I should just be so thankful. And I'm not, it's like, can you just allow yourself to not be grateful right now? Like right. allow yourself to just feel it for a minute mm-hmm. and not judge yourself for all the things that you should, how you should be feeling. Right. You know, it's, it's a weird thing, but it's common. Yeah. It's giving yourself permission to feel and honoring that and moving through it. It's exactly. like the same, it's the same way we talk about like, have a good cry. Yeah. Have that release and feel those feelings and then feel renewed afterwards. Yes. And now you've felt that and now you can move on from it. You got to feel it to heal it. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we keep burying, burying, burying where the pot that boils over Yeah. and then, yeah, there's no healing from that. So, and one other thing about, um, self-love is we talked about this before of like how there's sometimes a thing that women do, especially, I mean, guess guys do it too, of putting themselves down, right? Kind of being like calling themselves out first before anyone else does type thing. Mm-hmm. It could be about their body image. It could be about whatever. It's just this very self-deprecating kind of like painful thing right. that women do. And I think you and I are particularly sensitive to it because we're all about self-love. So it's like, don't say that about yourself. Right. Like don't. And this happens so many times in like the intuitive reads where a lot of the sentences will start with, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of the sentences will be like, well, I'm just like so bad at that. It's like putting themselves down. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's so interesting because it's like, 
that's how you're talking about yourself. This is you that you're talking about. Like give yourself self-love. And I know you and I are both believers that like the body hears what you say, right? Like it can manifest. Right. So if you're talking about body image, it's like your body's hearing that you're feeling that. And that's just solidifying how unworthy you are. Right. Like change it, you know? So anyways, no. And I think there's like so many layers to that. I I know we always talk about the Enneagram. We all, we all love the Enneagram. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, Take the Enneagram test online for free. It's yeah. a really fun personality really fun. test, but it's good. Anyways, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like um, it gives you a really good objective sense of who you are, the good and the bad. And I think there's a place you can live, feel me on this, where you can be, um, you can kind of honor your shortcomings yeah. and celebrate them. Totally. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, uh, I'm so I'm so this way and it's so terrible and I'm the worst. It can be like <laughs> I'm scatterbrained. It's who I am. Like love But I'm me. a lot of fun. Love me for it. Yeah, I'm a great yeah. I would say like I'm a great time at parties. Like Right. But it's like it's it's okay to like have these elements of yourself that you can honor as your shortcomings, but don't sit there and make that the dialogue that brings you down, right? Yeah. It's like just honor it and learn from it and laugh about it. But and love yourself through and it. love yourself through it. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do some soul science. Okay. So today's article comes to us from Medical News Today. And it is why self-love is important and how to cultivate it. For many people, the concept of self-love might conjure images of tree-hugging hippies Hey, what? what? <laughs> or cheesy self-help books. But as many psychology studies attest, self-love and compassion are key for mental health and well-being, keeping depression and anxiety at bay. Now, what I want to point out in this article is a study that I think you're going to love, but they talk about moving away from perfectionism. They talk about how damaging that is to one's mental health. And then they go on to talk about a self-compassion study, study, excuse me, where they actually had people do self-kindness meditations. I love that. For 40 minutes a day, I think for eight weeks. So when the people did this study, all right, here's what they said. According to the researchers, practicing these techniques for 40 minutes for eight weeks raised the participants' levels of self-compassion by 43%. The program consisted of a loving kindness meditation or affectionate breathing and informal practices to use in daily life, such as soothing touch or self-compassionate letter writing, which have all been shown to help study participants develop the habit of self-compassion. Now, I think this is huge. 43% is pretty huge. Yeah, that is big. For over eight weeks? Come on. For eight weeks. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a really good lesson in um, just taking that time. Like, I feel like spirituality is such an important component of mental health. Right. However that looks for you. You know, some people like to meditate when they're running. Some people like to have a more formal meditation. We talked about it, Jen, but like five minutes a day, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. One tip that I give, um, especially for new moms or moms with young children is, um, and it's, it's kind of hard, but if you can wake up 10 minutes before your kids, it's a game changer. 
And I know sometimes it's so hard because like you're waking up a lot of the times during the night, whatever, whatever. But if you can, it's a game changer because it's like this silent time and your brain's kind of fresh and you're still super connected with spirit worlds because you're just waking up from that level of consciousness and like have your coffee in silence and like meditate. I love, because I'm a three, like I love to do my meditation and then write a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so like I'll do my meditation and like center and then like I'll make my list for the day. And then like, if my kids come wake up after that, it's like, you can do whatever you want. Like I got my time in and it doesn't take long, you know? Totally. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of that. I mean, there's so many great um, apps and things readily available now, but like one basic thing I go to, which I was just telling Jen, I need to be more um, intentional about carving like real time for meditation. But right before she got here, I was feeling like a little haired and I had, I do a really basic, like inhale the good shit, exhale the bad shit meditation where I literally just picture myself inhaling like this yellow ball of light that's just really like healing that, yeah. and soothing. And I'm doing all these wonderful things for my body and my mind when that happens. And I exhale out pollution. Like I literally picture myself exhaling out anything toxic, anything that doesn't serve me, anything right. I'm feeling. It's like a very basic, but it's always my go-to because it kind of just gets me out of a funk, right? That's awesome. That you and have that. That's like a tool for you. A yeah. couple minutes, you know? I love so, that. That's what I do. But... Let's move on to some Ask the Medium. Okay. Okay. Our first question comes to us from Jennifer in Philadelphia. And she asks, can meditating help with cutting relationship? Excuse me. Can meditating help with cutting relationships with the past? Yes, Absolutely. I think that you need to establish, um, like a pretty basic meditation practice first before you can kind of get to that level, but absolutely. Um, one key caveat to that is that you have to be wanting to cut the relationship from the past intention. Yeah. Like there has to be an intention. I've done some, um, with like an old relationship and it was kind of this like weird, like they definitely have this like strong soul connection And she kept coming to me like, cause he kind of like haunts her in a way he's like well-known. So it's like, you know, she hears about him and stuff and it like kind of haunts her. And, um, there's absolutely meditations that you can do to kind of relieve and like discord, like, uh, untangle the energies. Um, but she didn't want to. Right. You know, it was like, there was, there's still part of her that was holding on to it. So it wouldn't work. So if you really want to, then there's absolutely meditations. You can, um, you can talk about like releasing the past there's cord cutting meditations, which is like a whole other thing. It's kind of controversial because they like in like the spiritual world, the meditations, I guess, like this is my understanding of it is that to release the past, it was like cutting the cords. So you would do these like visualizations and you would do these meditations to like cut the cords of the past, but that actually was like causing damage, I guess. So then they've like reframed it to like untangling the cords or releasing the past and like not cutting them. 
So I don't know like all the ins and outs of it, but, um, but you can certainly like YouTube some like releasing of the past meditations or releasing past relationships. And a lot of it is truly not giving any space for it. Mm -hmm. It's like the best way to like suffocate it is to like, just not give any space to it. Um, and that's really hard when there's emotional charges still. Right. When it's involved in a relationship, you know, like such a personal relationship, it's hard to release that. But there are meditations. I think number one, you have to want it. And number two, you have to probably establish like some sort of basic practice of meditation. Like don't let this be your first one. Um, go into it a couple times before you do it and then you'll be good. So interesting. Good advice. Okay. Heather from Riverside would like to know when you do energy clearing, do you have to use sage? I hate the way it smells. Honestly, same Heather. The way sage smells. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't love it, but um, it does not have to be sage. I think there's some benefits to sage. I think that it's such a. Um, it's been known for like in like Native American cultures and things like that as like such a healing. And there, I think there's like scientific evidence too that there's something about burning the sage that like neutralizes like the ions in the air. I've heard that too. So I think that there are like actual um, physical benefits of sage, but it doesn't have to be. There's also something called dragon's blood that this woman had told me about. Sounds mellow. (laughs) It's like very similar, I guess, to sage, but it kind of just like neutralizes the space and like doesn't, it just like takes out the bad energy, like not, um, but leaves the good or something. So, um, you might want to look that up. It smells, um, it's like an incense. So it smells a little bit different, but I think like I've said this to you before, when it comes to clearing a house or energy clearing, the most important thing is the intention behind it. I think you can do a lot of the same benefits with lighting a candle or like whatever, like I think, or lighting incense. Like I think that there's a lot of benefits with like the intention and the energy that you bring to it. Um, but I, I still use sage because it's like, that's kind of how, what I know, um, open windows Always and let open it up. The windows. Yeah. yeah like open say. the windows. Uh, one thing that I want to say, like, while I'm at this is like when I do an energy clearing and I kind of picture this with like Reiki too, a little bit is that, have you seen onward yet? No, I need to see. Okay. It. You have to see this movie. I have Disney plus too. I need to watch okay. It. Like, please watch it. Like even like by yourself tonight, okay. like watch onward, but there's like, it's a super cute movie. Um, and there's a part of it where he says like, you need to say these words and you need to speak from your heart's fire. Okay. And so it's like, he like this, like the younger brother is trying to do it. And he's like, from your heart's fire. And he like, couldn't get it. And then finally he understood what he meant. And it's like that passion, that like burning from that heart's, like the heart's fire is like the perfect way to put it. And I feel that way when I do clearings, like energy clearings, or when I do, um, like Reiki on palm trees or my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. <laughs> I mean, it's like, those are my, uh, students right now or like my clients, but I feel like it has to come from that space. Otherwise it doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just something, this weird thing where I have to like, get it there. I have to like get that energy going. And it's kind of this like hamster wheel that goes, 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 goes. And then I'm there and I'm like, okay, now I can do the intention behind it. So, and I'm sure it's just chakra energy that I'm working with when I say that, but it is my heart's fire. So find your heart's fire before you do these intentions. And then you'll have a wonderful house cleansing or energy clearing. I mean, I love all of that. 
Um, all right, you guys, this has been another fabulous episode. I hope that you can give yourself a big hug right now. Go ahead. Give yourself a big hug and you know what? You're worth it. You're worth it. <laughs> Go spend time with yourself. Seriously. Surprise yourself. Yes. Jen, where can they find you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> all the dots or, or slashes or dashes. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the dot soul dot spot. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's my name at Nadia Thorman. You can also follow my other page and listen to my other podcast at Pop Town USA. Hey, before we go, yep. can I make a request for Pop Town USA? Perhaps. Can you talk about um uh now I'm blanking on her name. <laughs> cool cool story, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Laguna Beach girl? I know we're going to have to edit this. Kristen Cavalier. Yes. Can we talk about this? Yeah. I posted um, on my story. Oh, her, you did? Steven. I know. I'm here for it. Okay. I am here for it. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Let us all know, please. And I'm like super ste- team Kristen and Steven. I know. I am too. Big time. Let us know. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.